So hello everyone and a warm welcome to another episode of The Talk Room, a series of podcasts. This is where we look at the question of how to be your best self. We do that by looking at the question of mental health and well-being. So for those people who haven't seen any of our previous podcasts, I'd like to start by introducing my co-presenter, Ian. Ian is a senior accredited member of the National Counselling Society and the founder of Hope Therapy and Counselling Services, which is a counselling practice that operates throughout the south of England. It offers mental health services to organisations and also to private individuals. A Thank, warm you. Thank you, Wendy. Um, and to introduce you, uh, you're a, a highly, highly experienced CBT psychotherapist working in, in private practice um, and have been involved in the field of mental health and well-being for well over 30 years now. So an absolute pleasure to be here with you today, Wendy. Thank you very much, Ian. So, Ian. I know that today's subject of employee mental health, it's an area that is really dear to your heart and something you feel very passionately about. You have spoken previously about it during a previous podcast, but before we get into too much in today's subject area, would you mind sharing a little bit more about your background and how this has informed your view of the importance of employee mental health? Uh, absolutely, Wendy. So for about 25 years, I, I worked in senior management and directorial positions, including FTSE 250, FTSE 100 organisations where I managed large teams of people. My last role, I was managing about 200, um, 200 people. One of the largest challenges I always had was finding a way of bringing a sense of balance between the needs of individual staff members who were maybe struggling with a, a variety of mental health challenges alongside the broader needs of the business at large um, which was often very focused on the bottom line productivity profit levels cash flow thing, things things of that nature um, I've also worked uh, with many, many small businesses, and my experience is showing that whether it's a large or a small organisation, they both struggle with many of the same issues. Staff members need to feel a sense of connection with the organisation. They need to feel supported. They need to feel cared for. Um, that the company cares as much for them as they're expected to care for the company. What I've seen and what hope therapy and counselling um, and the work that we do tells us is that if staff don't feel that support, it's really easy for them to become demotivated, um, more likely to lack the passion the drive, the commitment that employers ask them to have. 
And that in turn can feed through into things like more time off six or simply leaving organization. And that obviously having an impact on, on productivity and on profitability. And you then get into a vicious cycle of employers seeing a drop in productivity, in turn placing more and more pressure on staff, but not meeting meeting the welfare needs of, of staff, which in turn leads to stress levels, which leads to absenteeism, leads to demotivation, which drives a lot uh, a drop in, in productivity and round and round the cycle goes. So that's what we're talking about today. Okay. So it sounds as though you are arguing that employers really need to focus in on improving people's mental health at work. Is that correct? So it's so important to improve the mental health of people at work. Poor mental health can negatively impact individuals' well-being, can impact their job performance, can impact their productivity. It can also lead to absenteeism, presenteeism, higher staff turnover rates, which can be incredibly costly for both the employee themselves and the employer. Looking at the area of employee welfare and employee mental health really is a is a win-win for so many different reasons. And I see companies who who clearly really care about staff's mental health and, and can see just how much both staff and the company benefit and appreciate that the fact that that focus is in place. I also unfortunately see companies that are far less engaged with staff mental health and the problems that that can cause, both for the individual member of staff, but also for the organisation as well. There really are just so many reasons why people should be focusing, why organisations should be focusing on the mental health of their staff in the workplace. It's really a valid point that you're making, Ian, and uh, I can see from your own personal experience how much you've actually know that from your actual own experience, both as an employee and as an employer being in a directorship. So that's really, really interesting. So could you start perhaps by saying a little bit more about the factors contributing to poor mental health at work? Yeah, there are. There are lots of things uh, that can have uh, an impact on on uh, on staff mental well-being. Uh, things like uh, job demands just being too high, um, being unrealistically high, um, low job control, so not having any degree of autonomy over the, the, the job or the way in which the job is is, is being uh, being performed. Um, for social support within organisations, um, right the way through to workplace bullying. Um, to name just a few, these are all things which, with the right focus, we can make changes relatively easily in many cases 
that can have a huge positive impact on both the business, the organisation, but also on the individual staff members within that organisation as well. And just to hear those points, I mean, you know, you're so right. I mean, there's so so many problems there in organisations. Um, I really hear that. And perhaps you could perhaps go into a bit more detail about what people can do about these problems. Uh, sure. So um, there's lots of things that employers can do to really start making a difference. Many of those things don't have to be don't have to be huge. They don't have to be complicated. It's just about bringing a level of focus and attention uh, to, to those things. So it may include things like promoting a sense of work-life balance. Um, employers can encourage employees to, to take a break, to use holiday time, vacation time, um, to avoid working overly excessive hours, um, encouraging open communication within the organization so employers can foster an environment where employees feel comfortable sharing concerns that they may have giving feedback and the management um listening to that feedback so rather than people feeling afraid that they're going to be criticized or held back um, actually feeling able to step forward and to express those concerns. And that can be really helpful in identifying potential stress building sources for the employee and the wider business, allowing organisations to address issues before they become major issues, potentially not just for that individual, but for the wider business as well. Um, providing access to mental health resources. So employers can provide employees with access to mental health resources, such as counselling services um, or employee assistance programmes. So that might be uh, where people like you or people like Hope Therapy might, might come in. Reducing the stigma of uh, mental health in the workplace. So employers can, um, can look at reducing that, the, the, the stigma associated uh, with mental health by educating employees and also educating management and promoting a culture of understanding, a culture of acceptance and, and support. Overall, Improving mental health in the workplace really can lead to happier, healthier, and more productive employees, which can benefit both the individual and the organization as well. Okay, that's really interesting and a really good summary there. Thank you so much for that, Ian. Um, and I can really see that and agree with you. So we have already covered this a little bit, but could you say a little bit more about the impact of having poor mental health in the workplace? Yeah, absolutely. So, so poor mental health in the workplace can equate to the poor health of the business. So if your staff are not well, your business 
is not well. It really is that simple. So um, we might see issues within organisations surrounding reduced productivity. So mental health problems can reduce concentration, they can reduce motivation, they can reduce productivity. So this can result in decreased work output, missed deadlines, lower quality of work, and a general dissatisfaction of your customer base and also resulting in reputational damage. Okay. Increased absenteeism. So individuals with poor mental health may need to take time off um, to attend appointments, to manage any, any symptoms that they may have, or to recover from a crisis that could have been avoided by addressing that, that issue at a much earlier stage. Presenteeism. So the idea of presenteeism refers to when individuals come to work, even though they're not feeling well, um, or even when they're experiencing some sort of mental health issue. And that, uh, again, can lead to decreased productivity, increase in errors, um, higher risk of accidents in the workplace and, and everything that can come with that. Um, associated injuries that might be connected with that. Um, increases in staff attrition levels. So again, poor mental health can contribute to higher turnover rates in terms of in terms of staff numbers as employers employees feel unable to cope with the demands of their job or may simply seek, a workplace with better mental health supports, um, increased healthcare costs. So mental health problems can increase an organization's healthcare costs, um, both for the individual and, and for the organization itself. As employees may require treatment, they might require therapy to manage symptoms. Um, and it can be far, far more costly to address things at the, at the point of crisis rather than making those subtle changes to an organisational culture um, that can be done much earlier on. Um, and then just lower morale. So when individuals struggle with, with welfare needs, with mental health needs, it can create a negative working environment leading to low morale amongst colleagues um, in overall terms mental health in the workplace can have so many negative effects on on individuals and on the organization's performance and bottom line addressing mental health concerns can lead to a healthier team and a healthier business. Yes, yeah, so I can really see those points in and they're really useful and valid points. So thank you for that. Um, and I wonder whether we could just move on now to think about how do companies notice poor mental health in the workplace? Well, there's lots of signs that people can look out for. So companies may notice a variety of different things, but some of the common indicators uh, that may suggest that an employee is struggling may include things like 
behavioural changes. So employees struggling with mental health may display changes such as becoming more withdrawn in the workplace, avoiding social interactions um, or displaying emotional outbursts that might be with with customers or that might be with with work colleagues things that may be uncommon things that may be out of character for that individual we may notice a reduction in productivity levels so again poor mental health can lead to reduced motivation it can lead to a reduction in concentration and productivity employees may struggle to meet deadlines, make mistakes, or show a lack of interest in their work. So often, employers can focus on the lack of productivity rather than the underlying cause surrounding the actual mental health issue itself. Increased absenteeism or presenteeism so employees may take more time off to come to work even when or, or come to work even not when even when not feeling well um, and that leads to reduced productivity and an increased risk of accidents errors things of, of that nature interpersonal issues again Mental health problems can lead to, to difficulties in staff-based relationships with colleagues, such as staff conflict or poor communication in the workplace. Might also be lots of physical things that, that um, employers may notice. So we may see physical symptoms such as fatigue or excessive headaches or stomach problems. Um, so if an employee has experienced these, these symptoms frequently, it may be a sign that they're struggling with underlying mental health concerns. Um, high turnover. So if an organisation has a really high turnover rate, it might just be a, a, more, a more overall sign that employees are, are struggling Um or that the organisation isn't providing sufficient support for, for, for staff. Um, and I said earlier that a lack of health within staff leads to an unhealthy business. And that's just one of the ways in which we might we might see that. But there are also things that companies can, can do really proactively to identify mental health concerns. Uh, so not just that reactive observing um, but things that they might do proactively as well and that might be in the form of employee surveys for example regular check-ins with employees um, employee forums um, and just generally creating a work-based culture that supports mental health and well-being where people can discuss issues rather than hiding from them. And by identifying mental health concerns early, companies can take steps to proactively provide support and prevent more serious issues from developing later on, both for individual staff members, but for the organisation as well. Okay, thank you Ian for that. 
I mean, it sounds as though you are advocating both working with mental health on an individual level, but also at an organisational level. Um, can you say a little bit more about how companies can create a culture that supports mental health in the workplace? Of, of course. So these things don't have to be huge, but creating a culture that supports mental health in the workplace requires a commitment from leadership and a comprehensive approach that addresses the needs of employees at all levels. So people at entry level, right the way through to management and senior executives. Again, these things don't necessarily have to be huge things, but still we do have to recognize that the culture has to include everybody within that organization. So some basic strategies may be surrounding promoting open communication. So encouraging open communication about mental health issues and clarify that seeking help is a, is a sign of strength, not weakness. This can be achieved through training managers and staff to recognize the signs of mental health problems and create a safe and confidential environment for employees to share those concerns. Things like mental health first aiders can be a, 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 a useful first step with something like that. Providing mental health resources. So offering mental health resources such as employee assistance programs, access to counselling or therapy um, and other mental health support services as well. Promoting a work-life balance. So encouraging work-life balance by providing flexible work schedules, allowing remote working where it is appropriate to do it. Promoting the use of vacation time and breaks throughout workday, recognizing the organizational benefit and also the employee benefit of doing those things. Reducing stigma. So reduce the stigma associated with mental health by educating employees and management about common mental health conditions and promoting a culture of acceptance and support, recognizing that one in four people struggle with mental health. A quarter of the workforce will struggle with mental health. People aren't broken if they're struggling with a mental health issue. It, and it's about recognizing that it's a perfectly normal thing that somebody might struggle at some point. So training managers, training supervisors, supervisors, providing training on how to recognize those signs of mental health that we talked about earlier and provide support to individuals when they are struggling and just fostering a, a positive work environment. So fostering a positive work environment by recognizing and rewarding 
employees' efforts, promoting a sense of community and creating opportunities for social interaction, for team building across the organisation and addressing the root cause of stresses. So addressing the root cause by identifying and addressing issues such as heavy workloads in particular areas, um, bottlenecks that, that, that grow and place huge stress on particular individuals within businesses, or communication. Um, you know, do you know what the expectation is or are you literally being told at the, at the last minute? Um, maybe a lack of, of job security. There can be lots and lots of factors and just trying to understand what those things are. And we can we can learn to understand what they are by actually speaking and engaging with, with staff about what is causing those issues. So overall, just creating a culture that supports mental health requires a holistic approach that addresses the needs of employees at all levels of the organisation. We can't say it applies to them, but not to us. So by prioritising mental health and well-being in the workplace, companies can just create a more positive and a more productive work environment, improving things like employee retention and engagement and reducing the costs associated with mental health problems, remembering that a healthy team is a healthy organisation. That's really good, Ian, and thank you so much for lots of really good, helpful ideas. And, and some of them actually are very cost efficient as well. Some of them do involve a little bit of cost, but also a lot of those things are actually just like running an organisation well, aren't they? And there are some very, very good points there. Um, you might still have organisations that I think it doesn't have to do with these things. That, that is a problem, isn't it? Um, but what I'm interested in is the impact of not taking these issues seriously on a company's reputation. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Ian? Oh, absolutely. Um, so these days, with, with websites like Glassdoor, uh, which is a website where employees can record their experiences of working with an organisation, uh, and they can do it in, a, in, a, in an anonymised way, and the ease of access to social media channels it has never been easier for employees to either positively promote the organization that they work for or if they choose to give it a negative review mm. those reviews can impact for on on poor staff attraction and even have media backlashes affecting the company's bottom line. Um, but on the other hand, companies that prioritise mental health, companies that prioritise well-being of their staff can absolutely enhance their reputation as a socially responsible and caring employer. That results in the attraction of top talents, improving employee morale, 
improving engagement and ultimately leading to increased productivity and profitability as well. Thank you so much, Ian. That's a really fascinating insight into the mental health challenges both companies and employees do often face. Um, so if people do want to know more, what should people be doing? Yeah, so so Hake Therapy um, has a team that operate throughout England. We work both with private clients, but we also work uh, regularly with county councils, charities and, and organisations of all sorts of different sizes, large and small. Um, so people can simply get in touch with us. We can discuss the type of support that's available and uh, the type of support that's that's relevant to the needs of, of individual clients that we work with. Um, we can either discuss the organization's broader needs or just work with an individual client if that's uh, if that's what people are looking for. Uh, so people can go to our website which is www.hopefulminds.co.uk and there's a, an organization tab on the on the website which gives all sorts of information about who we are and what we're about and how we can help um, both organisations and employees of organisations as well. And also, Wendy, um, you often support people struggling with a whole variety of, of mental health challenges that may be affecting them in the workplace and also impacting the workplace itself. So maybe just telling people a little bit about about you and the services that you offer as well yes i often um support many people um in the workforce um who have got challenges with um stress and absenteeism all those kind of areas you know anxiety depression trauma um uh yes i, I do that as well and if anybody wants any more information you can go to my website which is called wendyc.team that's wendyc.team so it's just now time for me to thank you ian so much about the incredible information you've given us about and how important this subject of mental health is in the workplace and also i want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast today and to let you know that we will be back in a couple of weeks with another subject on our mental health um, and i hope to see you again Thank you. thank you, Wendy, and and thank you to to everybody else too.